Appendix to Hereditary Genius by Francis Galton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Leon Harvey. Appendix The deviations from the average are given in the following table of M. Quetelet as far as 80 grades. They are intended to be reckoned on either side of the average and therefore extended over a total range of 160 grades. The 80th is a deviation so extreme that the chances of its being exceeded, upwards or downwards, whichever of the two events we please to select, is only 5,499,992 divided by 10 million equals 8 over 10 million, or less than 1 in a million. That is to say, when firing at a target, see diagram page 28, less than 1 out of a million shots, taking the average of many millions, will hit it at a greater height than 80 of Quetelet's grades above the mean of all the shots, and an equally small number will hit it lower than the 80th grade below the same mean. Column M gives the chance of a shot falling into any given grade 80 multiplied by 2, or 160 in total number. Column N represents the chances from another point of view. It is derived directly from M and shows the probability of a short line between any specific grade and the mean. Each figure in N consisting of the sum of all the figures in M up to the grade in question and inclusive. Thus, as we see by column M, the chance against a short falling into the first grade, superior or inferior, whichever we please to select, is 0.025225 to 1 and 0.025124 to 1 against its falling into the second and 0.024924 to 1 against its falling into the third. Then the chance against its falling between the mean and the third grade inclusive is clearly the sum of these three numbers or 0.075273 which is the entry in column M opposite the grade 3. Table by Quetelet is displayed on the page, with 40 rows proceeding down from grade or rank of the group. Column M, the probability of drawing each group. Column M, some of the probabilities commencing at the most probable group. Number of the grade. M, probability of drawing each group. And N, some of the probabilities commencing at the most probable group. These columns may be used for two purposes. The one is to calculate a table like that in page 34, where I have simply lumped 11 equivalents grades into one, so that my classes, upper A and lower A, correspond to his grade 11 in column N, my classes, upper B and lower B, to the difference between his grades 22 and 11, my upper C and lower C, to that between his grades 33 and 22, and so on. The other is as a test. Whether or no a group of events are due to the same general causes, because they are, their classification will afford numbers that correspond with those in the table, otherwise they will not. This test can be employed in page 30, 31 and 33. The method of conducting the comparison is easily to be understood by the following example in the figures of which I take from Quetelet. It seems that 487 observations of the right ascension of the polar star were made at Greenwich between 1836 and 1839, and are recorded in the publications of the observatory, after having been corrected for precision, nutation, etc., and subject only to errors of observation. 
If they are grouped into classes separated by grades of 0.5 seconds, the numbers in each of these classes will be as shown in column 3, page 380. We raise them in the proportion of 1000 to 487 in order to make the ratios decimal and therefore comparable with the figures in Quetelet's table and then insert them in column 4. These tell us that it has been found by a pretty large experience that the chance of an observation falling within the class of 0.5 seconds from the main is 150 to 1000, of its falling within the class of 1 second is 126 to 1000, and so on for the rest. This information is analogous to that given in column M of Quetelet's table, and we shall now proceed to calculate from 4 the column 5, which is analogous to Quetelet's N. The method of doing so is, however, different. N was formed by adding the entries of M from the average outwards. We must set to work in the converse way of working from the outside inwards, because the exact mean is not supposed to have been ascertained, and also because this method of working would be somewhat the more convenient, even if we had ascertained the mean. A table is displayed on the page with ten columns, displaying the classes, the range in each class, the number of observations in each class, events per 1000 by experience, probabilities derived from experience, corresponding grade in N, differences, revised grades, probabilities derived from calculation, and events per 1000 by calculation. Now, wherever the mean may lie, it is certain that the chance is 500 to 1000 against an observation being on one specific side of it, say the minus side. Therefore, column 4, by showing that no observation lies outside the class, 3.5 seconds, tacitly states that it is 500 to 1000, or 0.500 to 1.00 against any observation lying between 3.5 seconds and the mean. 1.500 is therefore written in column 5, opposite 3.5 seconds. Again, as according to 4, there are only two cases in this class. 3.5 seconds, it is 500 minus 2 equals 498 to 1000 that any observation will lie between class 3 seconds and the average, and 0.498 is written in column 5, opposite to 3 seconds. Similarly, 498 minus 13 equals 486 is written opposite to 2.5 seconds, and we proceed in this way until we fall within the observations that form part of the group of the mean, 168 in number. A remainder is 68. It ought, strictly speaking, to be equal to one half of 168, or 84. We therefore may conclude that the mean has been taken a trifle too high. A calculation made in exactly the same way, from positive 3.5 seconds inwards to the mean, will take in the other portion of the main group, namely 100. Now we compare our results with Quetelet's column N, and see to which of his grades the number now column 5 are severely equal. The grades in question are written in column 6. In proportion, these observations are strictly accordant with the law of deviation from the mean, so the intervals between the grades in column 6 will approach to equality. What they actually are is shown in column 7. We cannot expect the two extreme terms to be given results of much value because the numbers of observations are too few, but taking only the remainder in consideration, we find that the average interval of 6.5 is very generally adhered to. Now then, let us see what the numbers in the cases would have been, by theory, if starting either from 2.5, a little lower than 2.6, as we agreed it ought to be, above the average, or from 4 below it, we construct a series of classes, according to Quetelet's grades, having a common interval of 6.5. Column 8 shows 
what the classes would be. Column 9 shows the corresponding figures taken directly from Quetelet's N, and column 10 gives the difference between these figures, which are so closely accorded with the entries in column 4 as to place it beyond all doubt that the areas in the Greenwich observations are strictly governed by the law of a deviation from the average. It remains that I should say a very few words on the principle of the law of deviation from the average, or as it is commonly called, the law of errors of observations due to Laplace. Every variable event depends on a number of variable causes, and each of these, owing to the very fact of its variability, depends upon other variables, and so on step after step, till one knows not where to stop. Also by the very fact of each of these causes being a variable event, it has a mean value, and therefore it is, I am merely altering the phrase, an even chance in any case that the event should be greater or less than the mean. Now it is asserted to be a matter of secondary moment to busy ourselves in respect to these minute causes, further than as to the probability of their exceeding or falling short of their several mean values, and the chance of a larger or smaller number of them doing so in any given case resembles the chance, well known to calculators, of the results that would be met with when making a draw out of an urn containing an equal quantity of black and white balls of enormous numbers. Each ball that is drawn out has an equal chance of being black or white just as each subordinate event has an equal chance of exceeding or falling short of its mean value. I cannot enter further here into the philosophy of this view, the latest writer upon it in Mr. Crofton, in a paper read before the Royal Society in April 1869. A table, made on the above hypothesis, has been constructed by Coronot, and will be found in the appendix, page 267 of Quetelet's Letters on Probabilities, translated by Downs, Leighton & Co., 1849 but it does not extend nearly so far as that of M. Quillet. The latter is calculated on a very simple principle, being the results of drawing 999 balls out of an urn containing black and white balls in equal quantities in enormous numbers. His grade number one is the case of drawing 499 white and 500 black. His two in 498 white and 501 black, so on, the 80th being 420 white and 579 black. It makes no sensible difference in the general form of the results when these large numbers are taken, what their actual amount may be. The value of a grade will of course be very different, but almost exactly the same quality of curve would be obtained if the figures in Quetelet's or Cornet's tables were protracted. All this is shown by Quetelet in his comparison of the two tables. A table is displayed on the page with alphabetical list of the letters and the relationships to which they correspond. End of Appendix And the End of Hereditary Genius by Francis Galton Recorded by Leon Harvey